0: As the worlds of culture, storytelling, and technology collide, so too do the best and brightest minds within them. Welcome to Select Conversations, a podcast
1: series brought to you by United Masters. It's more important than ever that we keep the fight for equality and justice front and center as the music business continues to be disrupted by technology. In this episode, we discuss the role of artists and creatives in the social justice movement with Mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, and Grammy Award-winning artist, 21 Savage. Yeah, yeah. Let's
0: go. Are you looking for a great option to bank or invest? Ally Financial is a leading digital financial services company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial services provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter to you. Go to ally.com for more information. That's A L L Y.com.
1: Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to SelectCon presented by United Masters. This is the future of hybrid shows. You have come to the best panel of the day. My name is Jasmine Solano and I am a DJ on camera host and I'm also the co-founder of the live stream platform and social impact initiative, Clubhouse Global. I am so excited to be back with United Masters today and introduce you to all of our amazing panelists. Before I do that, For the up and coming artists that are tuned in right now, and if you have the inspiration and the freedom to produce your own virtual shows, but you don't know how to generate revenue or create immersive experiences, we are here for you today. You've come to the right place. All right, let me introduce all these amazing people on screen first. We're starting right next to me with Shauna Alexander, the global director and brand partnerships at SoundCloud. For over a decade, Shauna has been at the intersection of music and brands by building innovative culture forward partnerships across digital, social, print and experiential opportunities for companies like Moog, SoundCloud and our beloved The Fader. With a significant focus on championing emerging artists, she has collaborated with notable brands like Anheuser-Busch, Apple Music, Bacardi, Calvin Klein, the Coca-Cola Company, and more. If we are going in Brady Bunch order, I want to talk about Eve C. Pierre below me right now. Eve is an ICM agent who has built a career broadening the visibility of artists like Rhapsody, Migos, and Little Yachty. In 2012, Eve became an assistant in ICM and eventually became an agent in 2016. She has intentionally crafted a roster that includes acts like Wyclef Jean. Quincy, Justine Skye, and my favorite, LaKaley47, along with emerging artists like Baby Rose, Rennie, Keedron Bryant, and more. She has earned spots on Billboard lists such as 40 Under 40, Women in Music, and Hip Hop and R&B Power Players. And last but certainly not least, we have Arjun Mehta, the CEO and founder of Moment House, which is the premium digital live platform for artists and creators Moment House has worked with artists like Halsey, Justin Bieber, Kay Trinata, and Kaigo, and is backed by, just wait for this list, Scooter Braun, Troy Carter, Jared Leto, Sequoia Capital partner Jess Lee, Google Venture CEO Dave Crane, Patreon CEO Jack Conte, and former TikTok CEO Kevin Mayer. Arjun is an inaugural graduate of the Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre Academy for Innovation at USC. So, all-star panel, Let's get right into it. We really want to hear about each of you. And our first question will allow us to kind of dive in more. Uh, I want to start with Eve and then Arjun, you'll go next. How has your company either pivoted or created something
0: brand new in the hybrid show landscape this past year? Um, I think we've probably, you know, been open to, you know, figuring out that landscape probably sooner than other agencies. Um, in terms of, you know, talking to the different platforms as they started to come out and have like real conversations about what a streaming concept would look like. What are the parameters? What are the financials behind it? So even just being open to the model, um, knowing that sometimes those people that are in that space aren't necessarily in our, te- in our concert space. So figuring out language-wise how to sort of communicate effectively and properly. Um, So, yeah, you know, we definitely sort of had the conversations early um, within the agency and with our clients. And I think, you know, we were able to get some opportunities successfully off um, for the live stream landscape.
1: That's amazing. Arjun, let's hear about you in a moment, House.
2: Yeah, on our end. Um, so funny enough, we started the company prior to COVID, um, believe it or not, uh, in 2019. And so we're, we, you know, it, it was we're already ready for it. <laughs> it wasn't. We didn't have to pivot. We we already knew there was an opportunity here. We were seeing live video consumption growing year over year. This idea of a creator economy, where more and more people are becoming creators, like there's 150,000 creators across every vertical on Patreon, is one example. Um, you know, those were all growing year over year. So we felt, okay, it's it's a little bit weird and strange that if I'm an artist or creator, and I want to go live on the internet with a high quality experience, and I want to charge for it, you know, how would I do it? And, and they're not being a simple and elegant solution to that question. Um, you know, at most, there's like stageit.com or like nugs, which are kind of like the dinosaurs of the space for the past 20 years that I haven't really, you know, done much. Um, so it just felt obvious that something was needed here. And then of course the pandemic happened and things really really accelerated um but but i will say that the one thing that we're always trying to you know educate the market on is you know, this is not meant to be a replacement to virtual, to, to real life shows. Like it was never meant to be that way. We started before the pandemic and we felt, Hey, you know, if we present this elegantly enough and, and you know, this is something, and if we innovate on the product level, you know, to make it more than just a live stream, there's a social component, there's a live community component, there's a merchandise component. It's, it's something that can thrive in this complementary way to physical live. And, and that's when we were born. So just keeping that going and making sure the market understands that.
1: That's amazing. I think we'll get a little more into that later. Uh, Shauna, tell us about your life and journey with SoundCloud recently.
3: Yeah. um, To be honest, I actually joined the company about five months ago, so it's been a wild ride. Um, But yeah, what was really great about joining SoundCloud, especially during the pandemic, is that we were able to... This a lot of this happened before I got there, but thankfully I've been a part of the journey. Um, we just analyzed what our audience loves, right? And we found out that like they're super into gaming, they're super into digital like communities and spaces, and exist not just on SoundCloud but on Discord and Twitch and other platforms that already were building these you know online digital spaces. And so we just said, you know what? Let's build some cool shit that like attaches to that, that like broadens our creators, you know. Um, their their interests and their likes and their, the things that they just surround themselves in on a day-to-day. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we did was we did our first-ever gaming platform called SoundCloud Player One, uh, which had over 700,000, like, impressions. I mean, it was massive. Um, Rico Nasty was a part of it. Um, True Gamer, uh, Golden Boy was the host. So we just analyzed our audience and said, you know what, let's go all in because this is what our audience loves. That's amazing. I think for this next question which is
1: how can an artist monetize a show and or music in this climate? Um, Eve, it'd be amazing to see, you know, the strategy and advice that you've given the artists that you represent on how to make money and monetize shows in this climate. Um, Arjun, it would obviously be great to hear the process of Moment House and how an artist from step one through whatever five can actually monetize. And Chandra, um, especially with now the the royalty monetization that SoundCloud has recently launched? How can artists also monetize in that end? So
0: let's start with Eve and go through it. Um, I I think we've tried to adopt the model of try to sell everything that's not nailed down, right? Um, With these live streams, Um, just because when you think about people that are actually buying tickets to um, view these things, those numbers have sort of been all over the place where you've had, you know, a handful of people that have been super successful, um, in terms of executing it and having people actually buy tickets. Um, and then you're having a handful of people understand that it's not just about the ticket. It's about selling the experience, right? So if that's merch, if that's anything special or unique to that event, it's, it's figuring out how to tie all those things together and just make the value more than just being about $15 a ticket. Because when you think about the time and effort and money that you're putting into these performances, the production aspect of it, you know, the marketing and promotion aspect of it, you got to pump a lot of money into those things um, to effectively promote the show and have it actually be successful in something that someone wants to watch. When you think about people have been home so long watching free content, all day long, you know, everyone's jumped on a Zoom. And that, I think at, at a point, the appetite to actually sit home and watch something online, um, people struggle with that. So I think it's figuring out other ways where you, your price point, you can raise it. So merch bundles in terms of, you can charge 50 to $75 for a merch bundle that includes a ticket, right? So when you, or you sell meet and greets and you sell that experience. So it's just finding other ways to, have a higher price point because, you know, bodies wise, you might not get the amount of bodies you want. So timing that times the ticket price and you're, you you can't have like a $60 ticket like you would at a venue, right? You're looking at 20s, 25s, 30s, 35s, even 10s and 15s. So you have to figure out what else you can sort of monetize um, and sell to the consumer to make your money. My long answer. 100%. <laughs> a, lo- a lot, of gem- A lot of gems in there.
2: Yeah, everything Eve said was super on point, and and uh, you know just very well said. <laughs> we, we fully agree, and we've seen it's it's a it's a holistic thing right and it's not just the live stream it's like what is the what is the vip experience look like what is the merch that i it's only available here that is thematically aligned with the content experience so it's you know content commerce community upgrades vip like the meet and greet aspect to it and so we built that end to end comprehensive platform that has all those pieces we have a meet and greet product we have the actual live stream we have the merchandise integrations and um, excitingly we actually are opening up the platform to be a self service one so, yeah, we started at the top in the market, you know, working with, you know, the Beavers and the Kaigos and the Halseys and the Catronadas, the uh, but we're opening up the platform so that any artist, any creator in the world uh, will be able to make an account, create a moment, give it a title, give it a ticket price, a date, a time, set up the merch bundle if they want, connect their Shopify account, set up the meet and greet if they want to do that, you know, track all the ticket sales in a really nice, clean, elegant, simple dashboard, go, do an audio video check when they want to, go live you know, do their thing, collect their money and get paid and keep a hundred percent of the ticket revenue. Our business model is a 10% service fee on top of the ticket price. So and have that all done in this very automated, simple, elegant, intuitive way. And it's obviously very relevant to the, you know, the United Masters crowd, which is all about empowering, you know, artists to chart their independent route. And so um we're really excited to roll that out. You know, any artists listening, they can go to momenthouse.com, click the for artists section and request an invite and, and we'll gladly sign you up.
1: Amazing.
2: And it's, and it's, you know, I think, I think the biggest, bigger artists have kind of paved the way, right? You're seeing, you know, the, the, the Beavers and the, the kaigos and all these artists do this and they're making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now to bring that model to the, you know, the mid tail and long tail of artists that are, you know, rising. And if you sell a hundred digital tickets to your fans globally, that's a thousand dollars in revenue, which is, you know, not trivial. Um, so we're really excited to make it available and open to, to everybody.
1: Love it. I love that you're democratizing the process. That's great. Shauna, let's hear from you.
3: One of those things that I want to zoom out for a second, fan powered royalties is definitely a great part of this conversation, but what I love that on um, both Eve and uh, th- what's just being said today is just understanding your audience, kind of like I, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning is like key to all of this. Right. And at SoundCloud, we've built the opportunity to have fan powered royalties in order for you to directly connect and like talk to your audience, but also to help them power your career and and pay for your career by encouraging them to listen and whatnot. And through that, you'll be able to grab data and more information that will allow you then to be able to build a live stream opportunity or a hybrid show opportunity that actually connects to them, right? So it's all about really understanding the audience, not just about, hey, can you pay for this? But does your audience actually want to pay for that? And I think that's where it becomes successful. That's where it's worth the investment and the time and sort of, you know, the resources that an emerging artist is going to put towards it.
1: Absolutely. And we may have already just gotten into this, but I want to talk about the tools that are available out here for artists to build out the live shows. Um, Maybe, Arjun, you can talk about that i know that you talked about the steps in the process but if there's any tools that we didn't talk about that we could offer for anyone listening that would be awesome
2: yeah um well i think the the first thing to do would be to download obs it's open broadcasting software it's it's open source free it's like a.org project um and just mess around with it and you know, try it out. It's the same, it's a software that you use, whether you're broadcasting to Twitch, Facebook Live or Moment House, it's sort of the the default thing, but it's got to run locally on your machine. That's why it's an an application. So, um, you know, downloading OBS, uh, just getting familiar with it. And it's an important tool to just know the same way, I I think the same way, everyone needs to know Microsoft Word and Keynote and PowerPoint, you got I think, at this point, as a creator, no OBS in this remote sort of friendly world. Um, and, and through that, you can access all these sort of online destinations like Moment House or like uh, Facebook Live or Twitch. I think that's a really good one.
1: Those are key, especially in my life. Um, Eva, Shauna, do you have any tools to suggest to artists to help them build out some live
0: shows? For me, I would say just maybe look at some of the platforms that your favorite artists are using and maybe just do your due diligence on those, um, in terms of figuring out who is the best partner for you. Um, just because I think you're going to see the production level elevate with a lot of these platforms. So trying to sort of cut through all the noise, because I think we're seeing um, you're getting a handful of folks that actually have the back end to really put together something that's really meaningful. And then I think you have, unfortunately, the people that don't have that knowledge, but have the money, right? And they're willing to sort of throw money at the Throw money at the thing, but you're not getting the same quality right so I, th- I I would say maybe just really sort of do your due diligence and look at these companies line up, look to see if it's only one artist that they've ever done a live stream with versus you know some of these other platforms that actually list content that's been taking place for a long period of time, so it's sort of tested and things of that nature, so maybe really do your due diligence and do your research as you're looking into these platforms. Absolutely.
3: I agree, um, Eve. I think that's really awesome uh, advice. I would also say there are platforms like Dice that are really focusing on emerging artists um, that are really important to maybe connect with. And if not partnering or working with them, at least understanding and watching what they're doing and getting a lot of insight and sort of understanding how they produce a show you don't have to have all of their resources but you can watch and learn, right? I also think you can do that by watching Twitch. You can do that by being on Discord. All these other platforms that may not always be always on, you can just absorb and learn and sort of really understand how and I'm going to sound like a broken record, A your audience connects to this to these to this content, but B also how you can make that content your own. I think really understanding the landscape you're in as an artist whether it's the artists you, other artists that are in your category or in your genre, but also outside of it, can also put you in a better place moving forward when it comes to making really great content, making a really great live show online.
1: More gems. I hope everyone is taking notes. Um, so this next question, I think, is a big one because it involves intimidation. You know, when the huge brands and festivals or companies are stepping into the hybrid show space. How does an up-and-coming artist even compete with that? And um, Eve, maybe, you know, I know that you work with up-and-coming artists as well as huge name brand artists. Um, Maybe you could speak to this first
0: and then we can go on our nice route to Arjun and Shauna. Um, I guess my strategy is, you know, depending on where the artist is in their career is, especially with emerging artists, is spending time really sort of in the artist development phase of it all. Um, just because I know you know the labels don't really do that much right now, so they leave it up to the artist. Um, as a booking agent, um, with my clients, I try to be as involved in that as possible um, on the booking side, just because those early adopters, um, especially when it, when you're talking about independent promoters or some of the larger companies, the programs that they offer in terms of marketing services for content and things of that nature, um, I try to spend as much time in those spaces as possible. um we you know there's independent promoters that I work that I've worked with previously that I've watched help me build artists' ticket history, so it's leaning on them to sort of provide a platform for some of those artists that are a bit smaller and need a little bit more time to grow um, also, you know looking at some of the like minded artists that sort of fall in their category and talking to those. You know managers or other agents and exposing them to those to, to those newer clients and trying to use that network to sort of find opportunities and things of that nature, so it's really just trying to help with that developmental process and you know get those early champions people like to people like to be part of a growing process and say that they've discovered an artist, so knowing what promoters and what partners believe in that model and using them to help you know elevate the artist because I think you know. Everything isn't always necessarily about ticket history in the beginning. It's being in the right place at the right time in front of the right audience. So it's finding those opportunities to put those artists in those places that help help them grow. Amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my background isn't necessarily in the music industry. And so a lot of what you said, you know, it makes it makes a ton of sense. But I I, I I come from tech, uh, personally, and so I can I can provide some insight from that standpoint, which is um, you know, I mean the the greatest thing about tech is it democratizes everything, right? Like, I mean, SoundCloud is the best example of that. Probably the most pioneering idea of like this is just democratized how artists can get heard and and uh, and you know, Moment House sort of sits within that that family of like, hey, here's a tool. It's very artist friendly. You can reach your fans no matter where they are in the world, and you all it takes is you going in. And doing it, and there's no one in between you and doing it. It's just you, you know. And so, uh, and you know, uh, there's a lot of artist-friendly tools, right? So the, one, one other thing that's, uh, you know, not to, not to <laughs> sort of tout Moment House uh, yet again, but like we, we do provide all the emails, right? Like we're, we make all the data exportable, and so it's all about how do you, you know, build your business, build your audience, do your performance, do your digital experience, you know, reach your fans all around the world. Um, get earn their emails, not just the revenue and, you know, build, build art, your artist ink, you know, like your business and, and grow on your own terms. And so and then when the time is right, like, you know, everyone, everyone will uh, sort of come after and, and chase you. But in the meantime, there's so much you can do just using tools and platforms and things on the internet, like SoundCloud and, and Moment House.
1: Shauna, um, do you want to tackle that in terms of uh, maybe how some of these up and coming artists can compete?
3: Yeah, well, thanks for the love for SoundCloud. Um, we do have over 250 million uh, tracks on the platform, so you know, no big deal. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, you know, I think it doesn't have to be intimidating, right? Like. If you break it down to the idea of your connecting with the people who already love you and who already support you, that takes it down a notch. It's not, yes, a live show can be nerve wracking, but these are already probably people who appreciate and love and adore your music. So you're going to be in a positive space anyway. I'm also a big fan of like when you're scared to really like make this as like actionable as possible. It's like get another artist friend to come on and do it with you. Find a buddy that like also is like, complimentary you can do it together plus then you can connect on both of your audiences and now you have two audiences that are coming together to sort of see something that's really incredible and probably special so I think it can even be just as bare like basic as just like taking a step back and being like you know what I'm an awesome performer I'm a little nervous, but let me get a friend to come and do this with me. Let me get a friend to host this with me. Or let me ask, you know, for a shout out from another artist that I love in order to just like build that audience. It can be that basic. It doesn't have to be the fanciest tools and the biggest production. Sometimes those like really special, intimate and vulnerable opportunities are like the best ones. Absolutely. And sometimes they go viral without you even knowing that they will.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, Uh, our last question today um, is what do you see up next for hybrid shows, especially as now we're we're starting to open up slowly. Festivals are announcing their lineups for the fall and the winter. Um, as we move into this post-pandemic space, what does everyone see coming up next for hybrid
0: shows? And Eve, let's start with you. Um, I think you're going to see, I'll say this. Previously, prior to COVID, you had every so often a festival was streaming their um, performances, right? Um, And a lot of the times it was very reactionary. It was very second tier. They'd address it the day of the, the festival and see who they could convince to agree to the live streaming and things of that nature. I think now you're going to see both on the promoter side and the agency side, figuring out how to come to terms with, making sure that that's part of the show package and the show model, because that allows you to access um, fans that are global at that point. Um, so in terms of make monetizing that on a larger scale, I think you're going to see that as a really, it's going to play a big part in the ancillary income that's made, um, both on the promoter side and artist side. So I only see that sort of... Um, fortifying in terms of technology um but really figuring out how to create unique experiences that you can offer as an incentive for those people that aren't there to buy into that so i see that sort of really being a thing
2: right yeah no i think um you know there's there's obviously the idea of live streaming an existing show. Um, that's always something that's talked about. I think what makes this format so special to us at Moment House is when the content is made for the audience sitting at home. It's sort of digital first content. It's not, okay, I'm doing this thing we put a, set up a camera and now you're a second class citizen watching at home, you know, all these people having fun here, right? It's what what excites us is what format can we deliver, what, what content can we deliver to the, the end user, the person sitting at home or not, and it's not necessarily always even just the, the person solo, like huddled over their laptop. Like we have so many, uh, if you look at the data, there's so many instances of people throwing it up on the Apple TV and friends are over and it's actually an offline social experience too. Uh, But, you know, how do you make them feel like this was made for them? And one example with Kygo, and this is more on the extreme side, obviously, not every artist can do this. But like, you know, he did a he did his performance from the top of uh, the Alps, you know, near his hometown of Bergen, Norway. And, uh, you know, a helicopter actually came in, airdropped a piano uh, just 30 yards to his right mid performance. And he casually walks over and starts playing the piano. Right. So what, what's, what's cool about that is like, wow, like that's so it, again, of course, this isn't something everybody can do, but it, it gives you a sense for like, okay, what element can we inject in here that is unique to digital? What can we, it, it's a whole new creative, it, it, it's a whole creative outlet. It's, it's not just like, oh, let's do a live stream for the sake of doing a live stream. No, it's, it's a whole new format where if you actually think, about it from a creative standpoint and not just oh there's COVID, we got to do a live stream standpoint there's a lot you can do with it i mean who can you do it with that you logistically could never take on a world tour okay you're passionate about activism can you maybe there's two performances and then there's some piece about activism and then back to performances right like there, there's so much you can do if you actually think about it as a creative outlet and not a we got to do a live stream because it's COVID, and <laughs> and that's what we're always encouraging you know the market to, to approach it as
1: Love to hear it. Shauna.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this. Whoever figures out how to bring spatial sound into a digital experience at the at-home user is going to be like a genius. Um, And for those who don't understand the concept of spatial sound, that's being able to use your room as like a canvas for your sound system, right? It's very basic. Most sound systems are four-channel, but what does it mean to have 24 channels? What does it mean to, you know, work with your audience to build the ideal listening experience which then can connect to this beautiful sort of visual experience that maybe you're putting together i I leave that as sort of like that's not my job to figure it out that's the job of the artist but like it is really a fascinating sort of place to play because it does really connect the hybrid idea of like it could become almost like an in a live setting in your own home um you know there are very cool platforms and and sound systems like Sonos that I'm sure you can hack and get into and do some really cool stuff with. But that's kind of where I see the future of hybrid shows is like, how do you make the at home experience more interesting and less two dimensional? Like we've all been kind of dealing with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'm sitting on the Power Rangers panel today. Um, If we all combine forces, like we could just... Create a whole new uh, ecosystem on the on the moon if we wanted, but you know, thank you all so much today for lending your time and your expertise as we close this out. If you each want to plug either a website or an artist that you're trying to push or something that people watching today should look up,
0: please do. Eve, let's start with you as we close this out. Um, a new artist that I am really really into right now is this uh, gentleman by the name of Q. Um, and it's Q Marzan, um, signed to Columbia. Um, so, you know, super excited to see what he has in store, um, for the future. He's put out an EP earlier this year. That's, you know, people have really been gravitating towards. So excited about helping him tell his story. Amazing. And what's his IG? Um, Q Marzan, uh, Q M A R S D E N, I believe. But yeah. Okay, Great. Arjun, what about, uh, I think I
1: know what website you're going to plug, let's hear it.
2: (laughs) I I was just about to say, I'd be a fool if I, if I didn't, if I didn't plug moment house. Uh, but you know, I just want to reiterate what I mentioned earlier, which is, I mean, it's such great timing because we're taking this thing that we've been working so hard with on, you know, some of the most house, biggest household names and we're opening it up and we're democratizing it to, you know, any artists of any size. And so just reiterating that call to action, which is, you know, go to momenthouse.com, click for artists request an invite. Um, And it's just such a powerful, powerful way to earn revenue in today's day and age, right? Like, if you're a small artist, it's hard to go on a world tour, it's basically impossible, right? If you're like a very small artist, you know, you can't, Apple Music, Spotify is probably paying, honestly, like, you know, two cents a month, if they're if even that, you know, but if you have a 100 core fans, like I said, <laughs> paying $10 each, you know, for this experience, and, you know, maybe friends and family will buy like 20 of those tickets, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm talking about the very, you know, other side of the spectrum. And it's just such a powerful way. And it's so easy. That's the that's the greatest part. So yeah, check it out. momentous.com. Love it. And Sean?
3: You know, I think the thing that I've been the most excited about at SoundCloud this year um, is our platform called First on SoundCloud. Um, It is an artist accelerator program where we just announced nine incredible global emerging artists that we're really getting behind. It's unlike your traditional sort of like emerging artist list or like what's next kind of platform. Um, We are actually working hand in hand with all of these artists to introduce them, celebrate them, maybe even a broadcast slash live stream, uh, and then help them elevate by helping them create or achieve something that they really want to do by the end of the year. Like one of our artists has never done a music video before. So we're putting resources behind that to be able to help them make their first music video. Another one wants to go back home to, you know, their local hometown and make a documentary about that, that music scene that's there. So it's just, it's really special, and I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. Um, it's putting putting the artists first, and that's what we do at SoundCloud.
1: That is a great way to end it out, especially for the artists listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to SelectCon, presented by United Masters. This has been the Future of Hybrid Shows. I'm Jasmine Solano. You can find me at XOJSMN. A big thank you, and I hope to see everyone in real life soon enough. Yeah, thanks for tuning in everyone and thank our panelists for speaking today.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah.